Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this is Marit Larwood. Hello, film lovers. Welcome to the film podcast. Hello, indeed. Uh, another week, yet more films in the world of films. I suppose I should talk about that I've invented a sport, shouldn't I? Go on, then. I should plug that. D- do it. Over the past three or four months, I've been working on a brand new sport. I realise this is probably the wrong... This is the worst place you can talk about sport on a film podcast. You think you... film and sport are polar opposites? It's a little bit opposite. OK. But I, I like sport, but I don't like sportsmen. So I meant a sport called Wolfsball. Wolfsball? Wolfsball. Wolfsball. Spelt V-O-L-F-S-B-A-L-L. With my friends down the pub last August, September. Yes. And I, actually, and, and I developed a concept of this weird three-on-three with a, with a prism with a hoop in the top. It's a cross between... It's all like netball, French cricket, basketball, with kicking. And fr- it's it's going to be the greatest new sport. Okay. Okay. If you want to find out about it, why not follow it at Volsball on Twitter or go to Volsball.com. I think it's going to work. I'm looking forward to it. I've got my local team. Yes, we've already, cre- we've already created franchises so we can make loads of money. Yeah, I mean, that's the way round it should go, isn't it? I mean, if film has taught us anything, it's enormous franchise and then sort of enjoyment second. <laughs> yeah, that's what sport is, isn't it? Sport is made talking about sport and half of it isn't. There's a lot of programmes just talking about sport, which I haven't got much sport in at all. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about sport, but if you do like sport, why not help me? Yeah, yeah. Track down Volsball, become a fan. Uh, but we have been to see films this week, have we not? Yes. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, please do. I went to see uh, one of the new... And this is generally quite a nice time film, which is when you get all the Oscar... Uh, potential Oscar films yeah some that are a bit worthy but tend to be of higher quality they're they're at least of high enough quality that the studios have backed them to be Oscar there's normally a slavery film a biopic and uh, you know and uh, and a film that's at least three or four hours long yeah Um, I went to go and see The Theory of Everything The Theory of Everything this is the story of uh, Stephen Hawking yeah it is but it's based on a novel uh, which is written by his wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Jane Hawking. And I thought it was a film about Stephen Hawking. I think I was going to be a bit, as you said before, worthy, worthy and yeah. a bit. Uh, it's not about that. It's about a relationship. 
So it's not about him overcoming adversity to become the uh, cleverest man in That's the world. That's exactly what I thought it w- was yeah. when I and automatically, and, that, and I think it's been trailed as that sort of film, but it's far more interesting than that. It's uh, so she, Jane Hawking, who um, sport not really spoiler, she had a relationship with uh, uh, Stephen Hawking. They met at university uh, at um, I can't remember if it was Cambridge or Oxford. It'd be Oxford. Oxford. I'm, I'm guessing, but uh, they met at Cambridge or Oxford. That's how good my memory is. <laughs> and they uh, and she was studying uh, French literature or something, and he was uh, in, doing cosmology or something like that. And they started a relationship. But then he was diagnosed with um, uh, his. <laughs> what's it called? Is what, what he's got. I don't know what he has specifically. Is it motor neuron disease? Yes, it is motor neuron disease, yeah. Right. He was diagnosed with motor neuron disease uh, and then they, c- they carried on their relationship. So that's what's so interesting about it. It's not. It's as much about her as it is about him and the trials they go through with this backdrop of him being one of the greatest minds of the 20th century. It's got some... It's a sort of, so many films... Watching this made me realise so many films have got gimmicks and you know stylistic things or superhero things there's always this is like an old fashioned just film where the content's interesting mm. with great act, acting Eddie Redmayne is wonderful as Stephen Hawking really believable it doesn't ever seem as though it's someone t- winning and doing an Oscar role which is the danger of oh here's someone trying to act like Stephen Hawking's trying to win an Oscar yeah. he's really convincing and his, he actually looks like something in his face. He obviously lost a lot of weight. He gets a look, and the, and the expressions seem, you know, familiar. It is a brilliant film. Yeah. And also, I. But he's even outshined by Felicity Jones, who I'd not heard of before. Who plays his wife? What's she been in? She's very. She's beautiful to look at. She's absolutely stunning. I, I'm thrilled. Um, she's got just a, but a really interesting face. Rather than I was thinking about uh, the Imitation Game. Uh, and Kira Knightley being in that, and I find Kira Knightley inherently dull, and <laughs> uh, where uh, and yet she's supposed to be beautiful. I well, Felicity be Jones, been... you'll be pleased to hear, is in the Amazing Spider-Man. So uh... she's in sort of. I think this is her first real big thing. She was in oh, Cemetery Junction. She's in Girls, The Invisible Woman, uh, plenty of things. Um, well, I think she's going to become a superstar after this, because I thought okay. she was uh, spectacular. If you want a film where you cry a lot and it's emotional, and there's some lovely bits done well, and it's an interesting story, and it, it felt like an old-fashioned Sunday afternoon film, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the content was interesting. It wasn't patronising at all. It was. Uh, it felt qu- quite honest about them. They weren't sort of made out to be... Uh, these sort of, they felt like it was a story of two normal human beings rather than uh, a lot of biopics just turn them yes. turn their uh, subjects into heroes which it didn't necessarily do have you seen The Diving Bell and the Butterfly a long time ago but it annoyed the shit out of me it? did it yeah I enjoyed a bit it whimsy isn't it no I thought again that was sort of fairly uh... oh, that's a guy who has to ring the bell to communicate is it uh, he, he blinks I think he's paralysed basically he's the editor of Esquire who's in a car crash and then he can only move like one eyelid I think is the uh... oh maybe it's a, I'm thinking of a different film I think it's some sort of work film but again that where... was about the relationship between the two of them with yeah. the Diving Bell and the Butterfly referring to one of each of them 
ah. respectively. I think the diving bell being like he was trapped in his own body, you see. Um, but yes, I was just wondering for the basis of pathetic comparison, but uh, if you've not seen it, then fair enough. Um, Is it a well, it sounds good. It sounds good. How many How many merits? I'll give you? it nine. Nine? I was bawling my, my eyes out at points. I do quite a lot of films. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I felt it was quite a refreshing start. It's quite a nice film to see at the start of the new year. I think people come with the same thing I've repeating myself. It's not overly glossy, it's not trying, it's just a good, solid, great acting, a really interesting story. You come away wanting to read more. I came away wanting to read her book. So are we now going to expect, if we ever play the casting game again... Uh, that Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones will be on uh, all your lists from now on. Is this? Uh... I don't. Know, I've, I thought Eddie Redmayne was really good in the um, uh, My Week with Marilyn. I didn't film. see that one. I thought he was. I thought he did the job very well in Les Misérables, but uh, didn't. I thought the film was sort of slightly off. But um, no, I mean he's clearly talented, right? He's got I mean, a very new. There's something unusual about his manner. There's this sort of gentleness. And a look he's got, which I can't quite, as usual, I'm incapable of describing. Yes. But which is quite unique about him. Okay. Which is sort of the English. Well, he's he's a man of yesteryear. He, he's an Etonian, so um, I wish him all the best because he's it can't have been easy. He's had no breaks in life. No been, breaks whatsoever. He's been to Eton. It's pretty difficult. It must be really useful for uh, people who went to Eton to see people like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch doing so well and just go, you know what? I could do it. Did he go to Eton? Yeah. They all did. It's amazing. They people, all did. people in TV think they're pretty normal people. You went, oh, what'd you, where'd you go to school then? Oh, oh I went to um, Sandown High in the Isle of Wight. What about you? Oh, Eton. Yeah. All right. So you went to, so you went to school. Generally. Your parents to pay 30 grand a term. Yes. <laughs> Generally, if, they're, if the current crop of new young male actors and they look a little bit like a gecko, then they probably went to Eton. That's the rule. If I'd have been to Eton, what would I be doing now? <laughs> Not listening to this fucking podcast. <laughs> you don't listen to it anyway. I do listen to it now. I don't want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> I really enjoyed this film, and I don't know if it's... It's not one that shouts out, oh, please go and what, get, yeah. to get excited about. But it's quite a bit like uh, the one with Disney, one with... Um, Ujima Flip 101 Dalmatians no I watched it over Christmas I enjoyed it with Emma Thompson with a Walt, Walt Disney one. Oh, um Saving Mr Banks yeah similar sort of thing to that where Go it seemed to sort of just pass people by but they should have gone to see it I really enjoyed yeah. that and I really en- enjoyed it as well you can and Go and watch it with your parents say you've got you've got nothing in common with your family anymore nothing I've got nothing to talk about with my parents. They're different people to me. We've got no shared experiences anymore. We just reminisce about memories when I was a child, when I was essentially in prison that they created. You know, I had no choice in what but I you were to happy. do. I don't even know anymore. It's just nostalgia. <laughs> try and forge some new memories. I'm saying to our listeners. Yes. Try and forge some new memories with your parents by going, going to see, see this the film. Talk, everything. Yeah, talk okay. About okay, well, there's a recommendation for all of you people. Um, out there all of you millions of people you millions of lovely people um, well yes good well done um, have we got any letters yeah we need to get people to write in because we're we need more people to write in ok this is an appeal from me David Reed, and Marit Larwood every time you don't write in 
a child, a starving African child died. Now, we can't confirm that the two things are related, but it is definitely true. Um, it does seem to me that when people start writing in, I see a lot more about famine and people dying on the news. Is it, is it, I have it's that getting, feeling. It's I, getting I beyond the coincidence. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want to put it out there in case I'm crazy too much, but I, I just have a feeling there's something in it. Well, if you'd like to write to us, then please do. Dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or you can go on our Facebook wall and write there, forward slash filmfandango, or tweet us at... Uh, film Pandango at Mr David Reed or at Merrick Larwood and someone who has done just that oh, before that I was going to say on, oh. our, on our Facebook page Bill Boswell who contributes quite a lot of good stuff said that the Curzon apparently because of Crossrail they're going to be closing the Curzon the Curzon Soho yes is planned for demolition so that they can uh, we can get to Birmingham 20 minutes quicker um, so. and a lot of people in the government can get some money from their own interests that are connected to... I'm sure that's not related. I'm I'm sure the fact they can plough billions of public funds into companies they own shares in has nothing to do with it. I need to get to Birmingham slightly faster. What were you going to do with that 20 minutes? Um, I, I don't know. Well, for, for a what, start, what I can, can't I do I with can it? Take my, I can go to Tyrac and see what they've got there rather than rushing past every time. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So you're saying you're going to spend that extra 20 minutes in the station? I don't even like Tyrak, but I've been, I never really had a good look around it, and I think I've got 20 minutes extra. Yeah, I'll right. go in there. They've got, they've got so much variety, haven't they? I just Tyrak are going to go get loads of money out of this. David Cameron owns Tyrak. So Tyrak is next to Tyran. <laughs> I'm glad we both told the same joke. <laughs> right. Um, well, here is an email from Neil Lang- Langridge. Uh, does he say where he's from? Uh, I don't care. Um, what I want you to read this as as a, a, a youth who's not interested in ties, but he's working at Tyrac, and he's not really that helpful. He's quite sulky. But basically, the mobile phone salesman, but I put him in a Tyrac thing. Hello, David and Merrick. Thought I'd write with a suggestion for a game to play if you haven't already done this. Best film with the worst premise and worst film with the best premise. For the best film with the worst premise, I would go for Buried. It sounds dull and features Ryan Reynolds, yet is compelling, engaging and keeps you guessing all the way to the end. Very claustrophobic too. For the worst film with the best premise, it has to be The Purge. Another bit of post-apocalyptic drama, and this was set up or brilliant action and political satire. It was stupid, badly made, and turned into a terrible home invasion film. On another note, I'd also add that one of the films I watched for the first time in 2014, on your recommendation, was Threads. Are you covering therapy bills for your listeners? What an incredible film. Genuinely brilliant filmmaking, but utterly depressing, and it haunts you for a long time afterwards. With the perspective of ordinary government officials, and the fact it was based on real apocalypse scenarios, it feels much closer to a potential reality than normal films. Coupled with a lack of continual action and drama. Just continual misery, which made for an excellent film, and a significant reduction of any hope for humanity. Thanks, Neil. Um, yeah, another recommendation for Threads. Brilliant. If you haven't seen it, track it down. 
you find it's me talking de- depressing doesn't watch that yeah and that voice I realised was less Tyrak employee and more John Hegley but, uh, <laughs> but uh, sorry for the noises in the background we've closed the dog gate and Buddy the dog is trying to get in um, which I should probably let him um, he's got wet paws muddy paws though because you've been there well, here he comes. Here he comes. Right, uh, so, um, I mean, that's quite a hard one to think up off the top of our heads. The film with the best premise that didn't deliver and the one with the worst premise that did. Um, quite, uh, before we do that, I should quickly say thank you, sir, because um, Buddy's Chewing His Bone, which was bought from Short Film Sunday. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So thank you to Short Film Sunday for sending us um, a Buddy care package. That was there. Uh, that was very, very generous of you. Thank you very much. And if you want to look up, they put a short film every week on, you might not have seen before, uh, the Short Film Sunday, uh, it's a WordPress site, or and just look on at Short Film Sunday and follow them on Twitter. Anyway, that's that. That's that, that. Yeah. So, wor- worst, pr- that's really hard. It is a hard one, but I've, I've definitely, uh, it's definitely something that uh, resonates in terms of I have seen films and thought that of them. Um Hot Tub Time Machine, I thought, was such a bizarre premise, but actually an alright comedy. Uh, but then comedy can get away with that stuff, can't it? I mean, Buried um, is a really good example, because yeah. it sounds like it's rubbish. And I suppose you could say the same with Locke as well, I haven't seen it, but Locke, you said, was good, but the, sound, the premise sounds... Locke's incredible, and it's it's the premise is so simple and sounds boring, is a man who talks about concrete drives hope yeah I'm going to take this was, this was fraught with peril that's a uh, that, short film Sunday toy squeaking in the background so I'm going to have to hide oh, it from this, him look how sad his face is I know I know um, the problem is we, you, films always seem like they've got when you're trying to think of a good film with a bad premise yeah you can't really because good films inherently make that premise seem work. good yeah, yeah they make it work um, leave it with us we'll come up with some yeah, it's good. <laughs> How about that? We've not done the prep, but we've read it out. What more do you want? Oh, well, we need to get some listening. We Listening, uh, not listening, uh, letters jingle. My brain's gone. It has broken, hasn't it? Is this uh, the onset of uh, Alzheimer's in 2015? It's in my family. Um, anyway, have you been to see a film? Uh, I have seen a film. I have been... You'll be so annoyed. I have been continuing in my quest to watch all of uh, Nicolas Cage's post-tax bill movies. Why? This is it's not <laughs> sponsored by Nicolas Cage's podcast. He sent Buddy a really nice, cuddly toy, so we have to promote his film. Why do you... What, what is it now, then, you've watched? I have watched a film called Left Behind... Uh, this came out last year, and I like to imagine you went into an old blockbusters, and it was completely empty. And there was just one film there, and you picked it up, and it was and, called Left Behind. And Nicholas Cage was holding it himself, just in the middle of an empty video. And the film store, is called Left, Left That'd Behind. Be great. Um, it's about um, it's about Nicholas Cage plays an airline pilot who is flying uh, to see his family. I'll say that that's not true but that's sort of tighter than their actual story but that's what they're trying to do anyway um, when all of a sudden millions of people suddenly disappear what? all over the earth just poof and, uh, and it's about him dealing so planes are falling out of the sky because pilots have disappeared why is his work why hasn't he disappeared? well as it turned out this is based on a really, really Christian novel. 
And so it's the rapture has happened, and it's a deeply, deeply Christian film. So basically, if you don't believe in God, you disappear. You no. If you do believe in God, you get taken. You, you you ascend. It's the rapture. So it's oh, that's the, what happens in the rapture. Yeah, yeah. You get taken to heaven. Buddy's going mental. So in the all of the children disappear because children are innocent. Wrong. Yeah, right. Um, even if they haven't been baptized, seemingly, but um, loophole. But uh, and the, yeah. So if the rapture happened, right? What would be the most interesting scenario? Trying to land a plane, right? How yeah. would you land a plane during the rapture? Well, if you was just the same as normal. You would have thought, but no. Because air traffic controllers, right, they're all saints. So they're all gone. All the air traffic controllers are really religious. I don't know if you know that, but they are. Um, so basically, you're saying that in the future, if you're employing people for air traffic control, yeah. make sure at least one of them's a paedophile. Please, if you're listening... <laughs> You need to adopt that policy just in case because it was a disaster for Nicholas and the whole crew. Um, but they, they're all sinners as well, then, I presume. Well, his co pilot murdered. Raptured. Raptured. Oh, really? Straight up. Straight up. So he had to uh, use a journalist as a co pilot because a journalist is the next best thing to someone trained as, um, as a co pilot. What are the jobs in order? So, say. <laughs> well, if, if your co pilot gets raptured, right? Yeah. First, you seek out a journalist. If so you go backstage, right? And you say, "Excuse me, any journalist in, in the on the plane?" There, is there a journalist on the plane? My co-pilot's just been raptured. No journalists. I would say next you would go for stewardess. They're probably next. I mean, the film Airplane, they use an air steward because mm-hmm. they've been, they've been up in the sky a lot. They probably picked up some of it. I want yeah. the top five. Next, they've gone. Next, uh, I'd go for terrorist. Because they might have had some experience flying a training, plane. Training, yeah. Yeah, I might have had some training. And then uh, video game enthusiast. That's four, for. number five. Number five um, uh, would be bag of crisps. Bag of crisps. <laughs> I mean, you're really clutching at straws there. But that, okay. that's the order. But yeah, I mean, so during the rapture, how do you land a plane? That is what this film is, is it about. Is it all about that? Yeah. The whole film? Yeah. You don't find out what happens to all the people on, on left on the. No, it, I mean there's a slight plot line of all of them realizing what dum dums they've been for not believing, not having faith in the first place, and every person who's sort of mental and awkward and rude uh, in the first third is vindicated as well. They were right. Um, this is the worst Nicolas Cage film I've ever seen. Uh, and I've seen a lot. How of many crap. people were left on the plane out of the. Uh, well, most people in first class. And. <laughs> um, and they only occasionally cut back to economy class because we weren't interested in what they were up to. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, most people uh, stayed behind. But, of course, because. Uh, none of the people left on Earth were Christians. It cuts back to his daughter down on Earth trying to deal with like a zombie apocalypse because only the non-Christians are left. So obviously everyone starts looting and killing everyone all immediately. Yeah. immediately. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, as soon as the Christians are out there, it, free reign, no one's going to judge well, us anymore. Normally, as soon, as soon as someone leaves the room, I'm nicking stuff, <laughs> pissing all over the walls. Throwing the TV <laughs> through the window. I've only, I've only popped out to the shops. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot my key, Marek. <laughs> oh, oh! It keeps happening. Yeah. So this film is is 
an abhorrently smug monstrosity. It it feels it sounds like it, it, it has the production values of uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Okay, I've not seen that. Um, one of the Sharknado sort okay. of B movie modern B movie things, but it's got Nick, Oscar winner Nicholas Cage. But it in sounds it. as though the print. Is that going back to the email from um, the Tyrat guy? Yeah, <laughs> as we now remember him. Yeah, it, it sounds like a potentially good premise. What during the rapture, a man has to land the no, plane. No, the actual <laughs> left, left behind the rapture takes place, and what happens afterwards? Yeah, yeah, but it needs to be written by somebody who isn't obsessed with. The only interesting thing about that is I was right, all you haters. I was right. Which is all that this film really cares about. What would really happen would be all the churches would just get turned into flats. Yeah, and then someone would say, "You don't see those weird fish things on the back of cars much anymore, do you?" No, I wonder why that is. That would be it, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, all the kids disappear, which is a bit is of a all, bummer. The, it, the, what, what, so there'd be nobody, sort of. No one who believes in God. If you believe in God, you got you. You have the Christian God. Yeah. Yeah. It's only the Christian God. There's uh, the, two, right? There's some Middle Eastern guys on the plane. They don't get raptured. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Deeply, deeply, don't go see this. I mean, it's. Why did you watch it? I, I, I'm a sucker for Nicolas Cage I always enjoy him in stuff but because even if the film's terrible his choices are so bizarre I do find them enjoyable and I know it's sort of become a mainstream cliche almost now that but I you know I've I found him ridiculous in The Rock and Con Air and earlier films than that you know and I've been enjoying that ever since and it's it is like a car crash watching his career just he has will he accept debt? anything has he got debt problems or something like that or the, what I've heard and I've said it before and I may be just spuriously uh, passing on falsehoods because it's all hearsay but what I've heard is he didn't pay his tax bill at the height of his career making the rock and con air and other things so he owes backdated taxes for when he could command millions of dollar salaries which he can no longer command so he's paying his tax bill over like six years or something so, for. Um, but he must. Have, he can't have spent all that money, can't he? Kevin Bacon lost it all. That's why he's doing a year. Did he? He lost it in a Ponzi scheme. Oh no! He, all of his money was put into a Ponzi scheme, and he the the guy ran off. It was the um, the famous one. What's it called? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I would have more patience with him in those weird. Yeah, yeah. He, he he kept his house and uh, you know his car and all of that stuff, but all of his money in the bank, he put in this Ponzi scheme because he thought he could double it. It's his own fault, really. Poor Bacon. Poor Bacon. <laughs> hey, they should do a film together called uh, Desperate Measures. That would be good. There's one called Desperate Measures, right, isn't there? <laughs> well, they can Desperate Measures too, yeah. But Bacon and uh, Cage... Doing anything to get money. And they realise there's another guy doing anything to get money, and they're fighting over the jobs. Yeah, who would be the third one? Who would, who does anything for money? Samuel L. Jackson pretty oh, much would, would anything, be in yeah. anything, wouldn't he? Just start shat- playing exactly the same character. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, so do not see this film. How many Davids? Uh, oh, uh, you know, one. It's not a film. <laughs> It's not a film. I do not know. I mean, they must have... The thing is, the Christian uh, community does have a lot of money, so presumably that's where it all went into Nicolas Cage's bank account. Thank you very much. What I heard is 
Um, the reason We Will Rock You stayed open right next to Tottenham Court Road for so long, because it's closed now, hasn't it? Okay. But was because um, there was a Christian group who hired the theatre on a Sunday, every Sunday, and that paid for the whole thing. Wow. They have got a lot of money, that lot. Yeah. So if you are a Christian, why not donate to keeping Film Fandango open by going to filmfandango.co.uk and giving all of your money to us so we can carry on going and also spread the word of God. Yeah, because we've clearly proven that we've been very respectful, haven't we, in this in this conversation? Yes. Yes, we have. Uh, but to those uh, of you, Christian or non-Christian, uh, people who have donated already, thank you very much. Um, uh, yes. That's, 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 that's it, really? it. That's it. Um, I wish I'd gone to see The Dying of the Light instead, which is the other Nicolas Cage release that's out at the moment. But uh, I will, eventually. I'll get around to it. Well, you all have regrets, David. Believe me. More and more as you get older. More and more. <laughs> OK, we'll leave you with that. Uh, Keep we'll be watching back in- the films. Volksball! Volksball! <laughs> Bye! This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.